Welcome to Rethinking Humanity Travel Chronicles. I'm Lazy Delay. Travel Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> Travel Chronicles. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Hey, I'm Victor Ho, sending in again for Sonia Lorea, which I heard she's also traveling as well. She was. She was in uh, D.C. I think she's back in Atlanta now. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? I've been doing great. Um, this past week, I've been I've been stunning a lot on the stock market <laughs> because a lot of things are going on right now. So I just want to make sure all my investments are safe and I'm making the rise decisions instead of dumb decisions like like a whole GameStop thing. Um, but you know, I've been moving things around. Um, I recently dabbled more into cryptocurrency, which mm -hmm. has been pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've been really you know, learning more about and making some really tiny moves just to learn because you have to put in money to learn something. Right. So, so I put in a little bit just to learn how it works. And once I figure out how it really works, then that's when I start to make some bigger moves like I have in a stock market for the past 20 years that I've been investing. <laughs> so, I need some classes, Victor. You're going to have to give some classes. <laughs> I, you know, when I was in college, I played this game. It's not real money. It's like Monopoly money. It's, a, it's like a stock market. It was for my finance um, class. And, and um, you know, it was, it was like a contest where you play against your classmates and also, I guess, other colleges around the area. You know, fake money, not real money. But I actually won. I won the whole thing. Okay, I really need classes from you then. Yeah, and, and for a while I had thought, man, if, if I'm good at this, I should be a stock worker. But then I took, I went into a, um, it's not an internship, it's like a, it's like an introductory where a company lets you sit in for a weekend just to see how it works. And it's not an internship because yeah. I'm not learning under someone. I'm just, sitting in there and I get to go wherever I want just to see if it's a job I really want to do. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I hated it. I mean, watching these people work and how it was, I mean, maybe it was just that stock brokerage I was at, but I was like, no, this is not for me. <laughs> maybe I'll just do it personal for personal reasons because I don't want to be in charge of your money. You know, I would hate it if I'd lose you money, you know, so... Yeah. I'd rather be in charge of my money and my family's money, but I, mm -hmm. I, I'm feeling touchy if I had to touch your money and I lose your money, I have to tell you. Too much pressure, man. Too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. so cool. That's cool. my world, that's for sure. So, hey, tell me what the weather is there in Guatemala. It looks sunny. It's so sunny. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's actually, when I first got here, it was really cold at night, literally like 38 40, 45 degrees overnight. And in the last four or five days, maybe three or four days, it's gotten much warmer at night. So I was sleeping with three blankets and then in a sweatshirt and sweatpants and socks and, you know, gloves, not really gloves, but I could have. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, but now I'm not having to do that, which is great. Um, and I obviously expect it. I've, I've lived here before, so I know of what to expect and things are definitely warming up here as far as overnight but typically in the day it's 70 it's sunny it's very low humidity like i mentioned last time we're in the mountains so um we still get a cool breeze um, we're really close to the sun um and you know it's most of the time it's clear and it's nice isn't guatemala near the equator or is that ecuador huh 
No, we're it's Guatemala is south of Mexico. It's the first country south of Mexico. Okay, I need to have a globe here so I can <laughs> find out. Yeah. I, I kind of know where it is, but I don't know exactly where it is. And usually when I'm talking about different countries, I like to see where it's located so I can see as far as the hemisphere. And I don't know, it's, just, it's the geek part of me. No, so. that's the like visual, you know, like we I'd like, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a visual learner. So I always like to look at things, you know, where's Guatemala close to as, oh, yeah, you know, so I, I usually like to um, look up these things. So yeah. um, last episode, we talked a lot about why you decided you want to go to Guatemala, but I don't think a lot of listeners realize the trouble you went through to to get to Guatemala, meaning yeah. getting a passport to begin with. So I always like to hear a good origin story. Yeah, so go anywhere, especially out of the U.S., you need a passport. Um, I already know the story, but I think the viewers, the listeners would like to hear this story because it was pretty crazy when you told me. Yeah, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, obviously. I, I've shared a teensy bit on a pre previous episode, but basically when I realized I wanted to go, I looked to see, I knew my passport was expired, but I looked to see if there were appointments for like an urgent renewal. And there were. And so I was like, oh, and it said you have to purchase your flight first. And so I was like, okay, I'll purchase my flight. And then once I purchased my flight, I reached out to them to find out if they had any appointments. Well, little did I know, it is nearly impossible. I mean, you have to get real lucky. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, it's a lot of it has to do, I think, with COVID and how few in person appointments they're doing now. But basically, when I called them the first time, they were like, yeah, we don't have any appointments. And I'm like, but OK. And then I'm like, when can I sign up for another appointment? When can I try again? And they're like, well, we open up an appointment for the next travel day. You know, it's only two weeks at a time. So I knew that if I got up at midnight or stayed up till midnight and tried to log in, maybe I'd be the first person when they open the appointments for the next day and I could get in there. I, that didn't work. There wasn't a new you know, op opportunity or like you know, opening of appointments. Then I tried again at like 3 a.m. thinking, okay, maybe they reset it at 3 a.m. Then I tried again at 6 a.m. thinking they start the new day at 6 a.m. Dude, nothing, nothing. Um, and so then I sent an email to the U.S. Embassy in Guatemala. I sent an email to the Department of State and they both were like, we don't help on those matters. And I'm like, damn, man, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Maybe I'll have to mail this thing. and It'll take at least six weeks, if not longer. So, so I'm, assuming, I'm assuming the reason why you needed to make an appointment, meaning to be there in person, is because you needed the passport quicker. Yes, exactly. typically people, like when I renew my passport, I always mail it. But that's because I know I'm not going to be traveling for until next couple months. Um, right. For you, you needed a faster, which is why you needed to go in person. That's right. That's like, right. So I talk to, as I tend to do whenever I have a goal, I like reach out and ask for help to, from people. And I talked to a very close friend of mine that I went to school with, university. And she was like, Lacey, do you know that they have these things called constituent advocates in your senator's office? And I was like, oh. And she said, they're supposed to help you and advocate for you on behalf um, uh, toward, to the government, to the federal government. And I was like, Oh, and so anyway, long story short, I ended up connecting with 
someone that she had worked with before and they connected me with Buddy Carter's office because our two representatives or our two senators, no, yeah, senators, we were in the midst of that, the runoff, remember? And there was nobody in the office. There was no, I couldn't even get in touch with anybody. Oh, that's right. It's around that time when, when they had just won and no one switched offices yet. <laughs> right, right. So I was like, damn, okay, I can't. So anyway, so Buddy Carter's office, uh, he's a Savannah rep, uh, was who ended up helping me. And oh my gosh, they were so amazing. I mean, she was like, this is what I do, you know? So she told me um, to overnight my passport and that they could potentially, this was on a Friday and I was supposed to leave the next Monday. So not the coming Monday, but the next one. And so she said, hopefully uh, they can process it and get it back to you next week. So I kept in touch with her, got to be Thursday. And she said, well, they got your information. Listen to this, Victor. This is crazy. I don't think I've told you this. They got your application. Everything looks good. They're ready to go. But the problem is you didn't sign your application. You didn't sign your application? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, this is, I'm telling you, this was like, if I didn't get on a plane on the 25th, it was like, it would have been a big F you to, to the universe or all these circumstances of trying to help me get here, you know? So anyways, I was like, really? And, and I, and I just was like, I held it very openly, like in my hands of like, okay, if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't, I'll, I'll move the flight. But anyway, she said, um, you need to go and re overnight an application. Oh, she also said that that happens to a lot of people and don't feel bad about it because the place where it is on the application for the signature is closer to a section that says for official use only. So it's, so people forget to do it all the time. So like it's within the official use only box. Like usually there's a box where you don't write anything. That's right. It's like just above that box. So it's very easy to miss. So anyway, she's like, you can resend this overnight and maybe we can get it back to you in time. And I'm like, okay, no worries, whatever. So I get off the phone and I'm like going to go to the um, post office And then I get a call back from her and she goes, actually, didn't you say you're in Atlanta? We're by the passport office, like really close. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, let me see if we can make it work. That way you can just drop off your paperwork and then they can process and whatever. I'm like, awesome. Okay, great. So then she calls me back and she goes, yep, you can do that. And so I was late to work that day, (laughs) but I went and dropped it off. And then they said, no, we can't do it like that. We have to process it as a new passport. I don't know. I mean, there was like the processing to get it turned over. You know, they wanted to take my signature off of a actual application and then let the guy who was leading the passport office approve it. And then they would just mail my renewal from PA or wherever it was. And then they're like, no, that's not going to work because it's not going to make it in time. So they said, come back and we'll just make you a new passport. And then I went back and picked it up on Friday afternoon the Monday before I flew out. Is that not insane? Man, that is insane. I'm all, like, I wow. mean, all that is just so much you had to do. Now, the one big question that's on my mind is, man, how much did that cost you? Because I know for a passport, even when you rush it, mm-hmm. it's a little extra you got to pay. Right. I and mean, did you have to pay a lot just to get a quicker passport? Yeah, I mean, it was 150 bucks. Okay, well, Guatemala's worth it, right? <laughs> well, I can, you you said this on our last episode of Travel Chronicles. You can tell a difference in me. And yeah, to me, that's worth it. Yeah. Like, I was wasting away in my apartment alone. 
<laughs> in the cold. And now I'm like, you know, I'm still doing the same, taking the same precautions here than I was there, except it's just, I can go for a walk, you know, in the warm sunshine and see some people here with masks. Everybody's doing a great job of wearing masks. I mean, seriously, it's amazing. You got to take so, more pictures of, I mean, not people. I mean, don't take a picture of people because they just see you, but just like, if you see a crowd of people or something, it's like, oh man, people in the U S need to do this. You know, mm -hmm. this example, like I will, in the last episode, you explained the restaurants where you wash your feet or shoes or something. That's right. Man, I would love to see that. Cause I can't yeah. picture, I can't picture in my mind how that works. Okay. I'll take a picture. I'm, I try, I'm hesitant sometimes with my phone when I'm in public because yeah. there's already a lot of attention. I, I draw attention because I'm white. I'm, I'm an American. You're but an American. Yeah. They know. And so I tried not to. In the worst case scenario in people's minds here, which I don't always observe, but in the worst case scenario in people's minds, it's like, oh, gringa, she's got money. She's got a nice phone. Let's rob from her. So I try to be careful. That's why I haven't posted a ton of pictures because I'm like really mindful of where I am and who's around when I'm taking pictures. Well, that's like that in every, um, around the world anyways, especially for Americans, uh, American tourists, because uh, especially in Europe, when I went to Europe, it's it's very obvious. And even when I went to China, it's very obvious when, even though I'm Chinese, but yet when I go to China, they know I'm an American. Really? Yeah, because of the way I dress and and just the way I act. I don't act Chinese. Chinese. Huh. Okay. I, I act Chinese American. So I always get picked on by a lot of ped street peddlers and ch little children who ask for money and yes. food. I always get picked on. And when I was in Europe, oh my gosh, I was like, I was picked on daily. Like mm -hmm. everywhere I went, there was always a crowd behind me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's very normal. So yeah, you always want to, I get mm -hmm. it. You always want to hide what you have. Uh, be careful where you take a picture. I wonder this, Victor, because this happens here too. You were saying how kids come up and try to sell you things. And yeah. what, what was that in China? It was all, I mean, I, I, China happened a lot. Uh, when I went to Mexico, it happens a lot in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Europe, the only place that only really happened to me was probably in Italy and, and, um, and, and Spain. Yeah. So that happens here too. And even like, okay, so there's this place here called Pasaje Enriquez and it's like a, it's a historical building but it's, it's like a long, narrow building and there's restaurants in there, but it's kind of open and people eat in it. Like there's restaurants and then people eat in like the, you know, the open air walkway. And so <laughs> I remember when I was here before that would happen, th there would be kids, kids come up with this, like, with like a little basket full of like chicles or bubblegum yeah. or mints or cigarettes even. And they try to sell while you're sitting at the table. <laughs> yeah. They, they really don't care Yeah, because they're trying to make a buck from you and they really don't, um, they're trained to, to be rejected over and over. I mean, they probably, mm -hmm. when you think about it, they probably make the greatest salespeople because they're not, they're calloused to rejection. Yeah. Because what's the chances that they, that tourists will buy? You have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it every day, doing it and doing it. Mm -hmm. and you get one sale, you probably get one or two sales a day, you know, it's, if you're lucky. 
like, you know, it's a horrible thing that it is, but they have no choice. No, no, no. I understand. Yeah. They don't have a choice because their parents are making them do it. I'm exactly. not. I understand that there's their circumstances are horrible, but I'm just saying it's an awful thing to force a kid to have and for a kid to have to like basically work. It's really, really sad. But that that definitely happens here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's in, in, in Rome, they have these people um, and their children actually like if they're really young, they're actually come up to you. They do this. They come up to you. And they literally jump in your arms so that you actually hold them or you catch them. And then the parents will come and get mad and demand money from you because they think you're taking their children. Wow. Yeah, they they play these stupid tricks on you. So you have to, That's I don't know crazy. if Balamala ever plays this trick on you. That's desperation for money, man. That's yeah, yeah, they will do that. A basic income. For yeah, and be, and, and be careful if you're in a street mm -hmm. and you're buying stuff, like you're shopping. Mm -hmm. Don't let, like, if someone hands you something, say, oh, this jewelry looks nice on your hand. Take a look and they hand it to you. Don't grab it because mm. if you grab it, you're pretty much going to buy it because they're not taking it back from you. Yes. It's like that in the market. I'm, I was at, I actually got a sweatshirt. I might grab it so I can show it to you. I got a sweatshirt in the market. Markets are big here. There's like four or five different markets. You can get vegetables for so cheap at the market. I got a pound of onions for 5Q and the exchange rate is 7.8 or so to one. So I didn't even pay a dollar for, for a pound of onions. Seven to one, one US seven, dollar? Yes, 7.8 to one. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, so I can eat so cheap down here um, vegetables, fruits in the market, whatever. And then they also have clothes. And so, <laughs> so anyway, um, I was, I was looking for a sweatshirt cause I didn't bring a whole lot of cold, well, warm clothing because I was like, I'm getting out of cold weather land. Like I don't even care. <laughs> and so I got a sweatshirt. It looks good. I'm going to show it to you. Um, I got this sweatshirt for 20 Q, which is not even $3. Look at this. It's definitely not real. Adidas. How is it not real? Oh, is it misspelled? No, it's spelled fine. It's just not. It, it, they printed it. Adidas didn't actually make it. They printed it. This happens so a lot. It's the, real, it's the real Adidas words, though. Yeah, it's this, it's yeah, but they stole the logo, and then they print. They use it a printer to print it. It happens all the time down oh, here. Oh, I'm trying to see if the logo is different from the real okay, Adidas look. logo. Look, I don't know. I think I thought, it, they, I thought they misspelled it. Like Adidas with one D instead of two. No, I don't think it's misspelled. If you look really close, you can see that S is kind of faded a little bit. Yeah, I see it. I no, see. It now. Yeah, that's not the real Adidas logo. Yeah, it's kind of like Star Wars. There's a lot of Star Wars knockoff, but the yeah. difference is look at the S. Mm -hmm. The S in Star Wars oh, oh, is like a splash. Yeah. So that's how you tell if it's the real Star Wars logo. So whenever you go somewhere, you see a fake Star Wars shirt or something, just look at the S. That's right. how you tell. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. But hey, $3. <laughs> Isn't that insane? I'm like, okay. I, I mean, yeah. In some ways, I feel, I don't know. I don't need to feel guilty about it. But it's just amazing how cheap things are. I'm just saying It looks that. pretty comfy to me, too. It's warm on the inside. I mean, it's like fleece here inside. It's nice. Yeah, the material looks pretty, pretty dandy. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. That's 
that's the markets. The other thing that I think is really cool, and I wonder, Victor, if this is something that you noticed in any of your travels, but this is something I love. I love about this place is I will be walking down the street and I will pass someone. And the streets here are very narrow. It's hilly as well. And a lot of streets are cobblestone. Um, but the streets and the sidewalks are narrow. And so there's, you're always passing people. You're always close to people. And anytime I pass somebody, I'll say, if it's morning, I'll say, buenos dias. Or if it's afternoon, I'll say, buenas tardes. And they say it back. And a lot of times people will say, um, buenas tardes, que le vaya bien, which means that it goes well, like, I hope it goes well for you, <laughs> which is so nice, you know, like it's just, the extra, the extra greeting. Yeah. Or yeah. they'll say, um, que le vaya bien, señor, which is like señorita, but short or señita or señito or whatever. So it's so cute. Um, but I love like just the, the fact that people will greet each other kindly on the yeah. street, not knowing who they are, you know, that doesn't happen in the States. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't at all. I mean, coming from living in Los Angeles, the majority of my life and then moving to Atlanta, there's a difference because here in Atlanta, people actually say hello to you while mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, people don't give a damn about you. <laughs> so it took me a while to actually say hello back because I wasn't used to that. Um, mm. I wasn't wow. used to my mailman saying hello and stopping and, and starting a conversation. I wasn't used to going to McDonald's and having the, the drive through lady say hello and talk to me for a little bit while I'm waiting for my food. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So it took time to get, get used to that. So you mentioned, um, you being a tourist and, a, and, and an American and that you kind of stick out because people can catch that. I'm, I'm kind of wondering whether there's like a dark side or a downside of being an American in Guatemala. I mean, have you experienced anything like the kind of things to beware? Like if, if a, a lonely female was to come down to Guatemala, what should yeah. she talk about for? Or even a male. I mean, yeah, certainly there are many. I, I shared a little bit about me being lost in, in Spain. Gosh, I was afraid. 24 seven for two days because I okay. couldn't figure out how to get out. So mm. is there anything you can share that happened? Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, I will say like, as much as I've been so positive about this place, it's not perfect be, and nowhere is. Nowhere know? is, not even in the US. <laughs> no, no, nowhere is. Um, but I will say the thing that I hate most uh, is that there is a real culture of machismo here. Um, and a passion towards women, which that's sort of a different topic, but not really. Um, but as a female that is, you know, like young looking and from the States and with somewhat of an athletic build, I will be walking down the street and there are men who will drive by. And this happens like 10 to 15 times a day. I'm not talking about like once or twice. I'm talking about if I go for a walk for like two or three miles and it's like a 45 minute to an hour and a half walk. This is going to happen to me 10 to 15, maybe 20 times. Men will whistle out their cars or they'll go or they'll kiss at me or whatever. And it is, oh, I hate it. Gotta so be annoying after yeah. When I lived here before, um, it happened to me twice that it went beyond just being yelled at. Uh, or being made noises at 
twice um, I actually got grabbed um, while I was walking down the street. And both times they were by guys, uh, men who were on one time it was a guy on a motorcycle and the other time it was a guy on a bicycle. Someone and grabbed you from the motorcycle, riding a motorcycle? Because remember, the streets are narrow and so are the sidewalks. So you can be riding by on a motorcycle and yes, you can grab somebody. Jeez. It's yeah. I mean, even now this trip, I like, will if I hear a motorcycle or a car behind me in certain areas where it might be quieter, I'm looking because I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to be on defense for that. Um, and it is a, it is the most violating feeling. I cannot explain it to you, but I will say that when it happened to me before, there was an uncontrollable like scream that came out of me, like when it happened because they were behind me on their motorcycle. So I didn't know, I didn't see it coming. And I mean, this is like, you know, not somewhere you just grab. It's like, it's so rude and so selfish and just so degrading. Um, so that is certainly one of the darker parts of this culture. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, I, I definitely see that happening in other parts of the countries I've visited. Um, I, you know, I used to meet people in hostels, females, and we would go out and say, hey, let's have dinner together. Oh, my God, they get the same thing, um, especially American American females. Um, they get that all the time. And I'm there watching. And I can't do anything because yeah. there are two or three guys and they're big, strong people. You know, what I'm going to do, pick a fight with them, you know, right. especially not do anything, but just standing in a corner and whistling, you know. Um, yeah, I've seen it happen a lot in, in especially European countries on that, that I've been to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely something I don't like to see. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious as a male, you know, with a different perspective, what your thoughts are, like what goes through when that happened, what went through your mind? What do you think about it? Because it's always like, I was actually talking to another friend of mine. He's Guatemalan about it the other day. And he was like, yeah, it's just it makes you, I would, he said, I imagine it would make you feel unsafe, like make a person feel unsafe because you're in a community. It's a small town, blah, blah, blah. But instead of feeling welcomed, you feel it makes you defensive immediately, you know? So I'm always have this chivalry. I'm always like chivalrous minded. Like when something like this happens to females, especially females that I know, I always want to do something. I always have the need to have to do something you know, like defend their honor. Again, this is speaks to what we talk about a lot on the podcast, culture, culture shape your norms and what's okay. And, and you know what? They probably learned that from their fathers. Exactly. When they did it. Mm -hmm. You know, like father, like son, you got to understand the culture and know mm -hmm. when it's too much. For example, the story you told about the bicyclist and also the motorbike that grabbed you. Yeah. That should have happened, man. I wish you chased them and just pushed them off their bike and kicked them in where it hurts. You know? <laughs> I'm trying to, okay, I have to be honest, Victor. So I'm trying to figure out what to do. Like right now I'm just ignoring it. That's what I used to do too. But after reading like um, Serge's book on Blueprint for Revolution, I'm thinking, yeah. wouldn't it be cool if I did something that would be funny? You know, like, like, like maybe if I said, if I had a recording of someone saying like, how gross you're not that good looking or something funny. I don't know. I can't, I want to figure something out, but to, to like, maybe to make us all laugh and to point out how shitty it is. 
Like, yeah. I think it'd be really cool to do that. And it would, it's kind of like doing what Sergio was talking about in his book, you know, Blueprint for Evolution. Maybe you just do an experiment, you know, that happens to you again, do something funny and see what happens, see what their expression would be. Yeah. Well, we want to hear from you guys. We have our email address, Rethinking Humanity Podcast. I, I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this specific topic um, uh, here in Guatemala. And, and if you've traveled and been to places and you've seen the same thing and heard stories, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, we would love to like talk about it next time, next week, Victor and I, for um, Rethinking Humanity Travel Chronicles. So send us an email, rethinkinghumanitypodcast at gmail, um, especially guys here listening. I want to hear your thoughts on this because um, I'll tell you as a female, it's not fun. I have some male friends who are like, why are you complaining? That, that's cool. I'm like, no, you don't understand what it's like to be objectified for decades and decades and decades. Like the history of being a woman is your property. You belong to someone else. You're an object. You're something to be used. Not, not always, but, but certainly in certain cases in certain cultures more than others. And so against that backdrop, it's really, even if the guy was like super hot and like, wow, like maybe I'd want to date him. Even then it's disgusting. And no, I'm not interested, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Totally agree. Yeah. So cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. This was good, Victor. I love that you understand a little bit about this culture because of your travels. I really like that. Yeah. I've, I've traveled a lot and experienced a lot. Um, especially after college, I, I wanted to experience the world. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I did a lot of these, these things. So a lot of things that you talk about, you know, women being whistled, cheap food. Yes. Um, yes. I, I definitely know that, you know, um, mm -hmm. I experienced mm -hmm. that where you can literally have a bowl of ramen for 50 cents. Crazy. American, American money. And I was like, oh man, this is my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Ramen. <laughs> But it's good. It's not like cheap instant noodle ramen. It's big bowl of ramen, good, flavorful. Yeah. Oh gosh, I, I miss those those days where I get to just very cheaply and not to spend a whole buck, you know, yeah. a whole American buck to 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 waste. So right, it feels good. It feels good. Well, I miss you guys back in Atlanta. I'll, obviously, I will be home uh, at some point soon. But um, how many more? How many more weeks? About. Um, so I am certainly going to be here till April. It looks like unless something changes. And wow. So, so all in, through March. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. I mean, again, everything's super flexible, so I could totally change my mind and very easily and quickly, uh, come back, but I'm thinking about staying till April. So that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That means more travel chronicle episodes. Yay. I hope you guys are enjoying it. We want to hear your feedback. Let us know. Victor, thank you so much. Yay. I love no doing problem. this. Anytime, anytime. <laughs>